Well, here we are, another podcast in the car, trying to work with the idea that I am good enough this morning. That's what I'm trying to say to myself. Josh, you're good enough. Reminds me of that SNL quote. You're good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. And as soon as I say that, as soon as the words leave my lips on that, I go, okay, well, I start to qualify. Well, you know, good enough. You're, you're okay. Smart enough. I mean, you know, you're not Einstein. And I think people tolerate me. People tolerate me when I, when I, do, what they, when I do what they tell them to do. When I do what they tell them to do, and when I agree with their opinions, I am tolerated. That's how I feel. And I don't know. Are there people who uh, genuinely love me? It's possible. Stranger things have happened. I have a hard time believing it. I don't know. I, I am a surprisingly... I'm, I don't know why I'm saying surprisingly. I'm, a very, I'm feeling very cynical today. I just don't know if love is, you know, really in, in the scope of Darwinism useful. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Perhaps it was, you know, it's love that, that has enabled the human race to get to this point. Um, actually, now that I think about it, it's, if there was more love, the human race would not be at this point, which is about to destroy the planet. Then, then there'd be, uh, I, it could very well be the absence of love. I think I'm onto something. I just, uh, love is great. You just, uh, you just lose. Now there's a great song. Love is great, except you lose. Love is fine, but you'll get bruised. pretty sure Frank Sinatra sang that song. Uh, Or at least I think he'd feel that song. I really do believe that. But uh, hey, happy to report that I had a decent bowel movement. Uh, Eating a lot of fruit. I think that helped. The fiber. I didn't have dinner last night. And uh, I think that also helps too. I've been overeating. They say you're not supposed to overeat. And by they, I mean my mother says you're not supposed to overeat. Overeating is bad. Um... And I have noticed that, that if I, if I eat smaller meals, even if what I'm eating is something I'm allergic to, if it's a smaller portion, I can handle it better. So I have, there's a life hack for you. Uh, it's a way that I can continue subtly taking years off, I can continue subtly take years off my life um, by, by doing that. So that's, that's a good lesson. Put that in your back pocket. I never use my back pocket. I know I, it's kind of it's a mini trash bag. That's what my back pocket is. All the important stuff's in the front pocket, which concerns me because that's where I put my cell phone, and that's what's probably going to irradiate me to death. I don't know what to make of these cell phones. It's becoming because I'm listening to music now all day. I have the earbuds in. I'm, you know, I feel like I'm turning into a Borg from Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, which I'm always plugged into the hive mind I really think that's where we're headed I mean pretty soon it's 
I don't think it's going to be a a large box like this phone. It's going to be a chip that's implanted in all of our heads and it's just going to be 24-hour Wi-Fi and constant commercial interruption. That's what's going to happen. And, you know, the wealthy will be able to afford the Apple microchip and the non-wealthy will have to get the Windows microchip and everyone's going to be, you know, in the middle of important tasks. We need to save this person's life. I would, but I'm I'm, I'm in the middle of a software update right now. But he's going he's about to fall off the building. Well, he should have upgraded. He should have got the Jetpack software update. Now that's just ridiculous, a Jetpack as a software update. Is it ridiculous? Actually, in the realm of 3D printing, which is becoming a thing where you just tell a computer print this design and it actually makes it happen, perhaps somebody manifesting a rocket jetpack on their back is not entirely out of the realm of possibility. I mean, I, Inspector Gadget, the world of Inspector Gadget could be a reality, provided we don't destroy ourselves in the next 10 years or so. Oh, that was something I heard. We have 12 years. We have 12 years to turn it around. We don't turn it around in 12 years. It's irreversible. The, uh, the earth will die. We will die. It's over. 12 years. So... 2031. So knowing the human race, we will wait until year 11, month 11, day 31, 11.59 p.m. to absolutely get lost in debauchery. And then we will, at the last minute, do what we need to do. And only, only a billion will die as a result. And that's the human race for you. Just a a bunch of crazy, wild people. In the car next to me, there's a young child who just threw something out the window. And no one is catching him on that. I'm not going to say anything. That would be awkward. I'm not going to tell another person's child anything. I feel very awkward around kids. I don't like being around kids. I don't know what to say to them. Because I, I just don't want to talk to kids the way adults talk to kids, where I start talking in a baby voice. I want to talk to them like they're adults. I, I, I just operate under the assumption that they know that they're as intelligent as adults. And nine times out of ten, I think I'm right. Uh oh. So now we're okay. This is happening. I've got a. The lane is partially blocked off in front of me. Looks like they're trimming the trees. Tree trimming time. That is really a thing. That's what we're paying for tree trimming. They're trimming the trees. There are giant potholes in the streets, but the trees are trimmed. Interesting priorities here. I'm basically driving on a scarred mountain road in the middle of the city and they are making sure the trees are trimmed. And this is where I'm at in my life. I'm complaining about potholes now. That is, I've arrived. I'm officially an old man. But that, yeah, that's the other thing that's that's plaguing me. I'm 37. And I know I'm not supposed to say my age, but I'm 37. 
And I don't know, I think it's really horrible. <laughs> I don't know, the older I get, I mean, people keep saying, people tell me that different ages are great. Oh, your 20s, man, that's, that's, that's when things were great. Ah, oh, 30s, that's when you really, 30s is when you start living. 40s, man, 40 is the new 30. 50, new 40. 60, new 50. 70, ah, that's where I really learned to be myself, the 70. Oh, just as an update, by the way, they were not trimming the trees. They were doing uh, work on the sewers. So just want to make sure we're clear on that. I apologize to the good tree trimmers of North Hollywood. Back to my other point. People are always saying there's, this is the age where everything's great. Here's my thinking. Every age is horrible. Every age is horrible. It, it just, it's never good. And maybe that, and, and but that's what life is. Life is horrible. I mean, Woody Allen said it. You know, people are either miserable or horrible. I hate to say it, but that's, I think the man's on to something. I think the man is on to something. Now, is every minute of every day horrible? Yes. Yes, it is. Next thought. What is the next thought? What is the next thought? I haven't been to a subway in a while. I'm not a huge fan of subway. Is it wrong of me to say that? I've never been a huge fan. You know, it's, it's a little bit healthier than some of the other fast food options. But at the same time, it's just, it's just a sandwich. You know, there's, and I, the, the thing that bothers me with Subway is whenever they offer something that's heated, because Subway has no kitchen per se, they have an oven, a mini oven. It's basically, it's a microwave with a spoiler on the end of it, essentially. So they don't, they can't really cook anything, but they'll have, you know, like the meatball sub, for instance, is, I have a hard time believing that the meatball sub at Subway is is genuinely fresh when there's there's no oven to cook it in. More realistically, I think that here's the evolution of the meatball sub at Subway. At some point in the late 1960s, an animal of some kind was killed and chopped up into meat products. At which point a series of transactions were made between 15 different companies and the meat showed up at Subway in a perfect sphere. Like as perfect a sphere as in the movie Sphere. Like a perfect sphere of meat. And then it was doused with, among other things, sugar. And heated. And then served. Now, is it wrong of me to even attack Subway for this? Because, I mean, Subway never said they were fresh meatball subs. They just said it was a meatball sub. Yes, it is wrong. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming down on Subway for it because 
anyone who orders a meatball sub should know what they are in for. The whole concept of the meatball sub irritates me in and of itself. It's just, we, you know, listen, if you want to have meat, you know, go have a steak dinner. And if you want to have a sandwich, just have a sandwich. But to try to throw it all together in one big thing, it just, you know, it just, it seems like you're dreaming too big with a meatball. That's what it is. You're dreaming too big. It's way more complicated and, and, and rich than a sandwich should be, and it's way less presentable and palatable than a steak dinner should be. Or even a spaghetti dinner. Maybe that's my other issue with the meat. A meatball's got to breathe. It needs, it needs to be able to roam. It needs to have a plate of spaghetti on it. Uh, which enables it to go from a point A to point B. You shove a meatball in a sandwich. It's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of breathing room there, and there's sauce that gets absorbed in things that it shouldn't get absorbed into. The meatball is a problem. It really is the meatball sandwich. It, it belongs on spaghetti. It belongs on spaghetti. The meatball and it takes more care. It's not, it's not a fast food thing. It's not something that can be rolled up and given to you and thrown in your pocket. You know, when there are meatballs present, things have to stop. You can't be in the car. You've got to be seated at a restaurant with professionals around you who are ready to assist you in case of a meatball-related clothing emergency. And I'm right. I am right about this. It's getting to the point where I have to fill my tank with gas. One of the last times I visited at home, I remember one of my dad friend, one of my dad's friends. I think both, many of my dad's friends. Whenever we would talk, the first question is, "What are the gas prices like in California?" And I'm thinking as they're asking me that, that is this what life is? Is this how we converse, comparing gas prices in California? But on the other hand, what? are they going to say to me? Hey, how's the failure going? Hey, you're 37 and single. What's that like? What's it like to cry yourself asleep at night? See, they, there's not, what am I expecting them to say? Creepy thing about being 37, um, it's this awkward middle point because I'm, I find that I'm attracted to 20-year-olds, but now I'm 37, and that's getting gross. You know, my part of my body has to let the other part of my body know that that ship has sailed. Perhaps I'm being too close-minded. Perhaps, you know, perhaps I could end up with a 20-year-old and, you know, as long as they're over 18 and it's legal, it's fine, but there is going to be judgment. But then again, do I care what other people think? Oh, absolutely. I totally care what other people think. I've built my whole life around caring what other people think. That's why I have no life. If I didn't care what other people thought, I'd have no problem dating a 20-year-old. I think at this point the 20-year-old would have a problem dating me because I get winded by doing a podcast. And I think they are going to want someone who is a bit more active. So... 
I'm at this awkward place because dating someone in their twenties feels like it's there's too much of an age difference and what are they gonna want with an old fart like me? But dating someone my age also feels awkward because women my age want someone who has their shit together. That's what I think. I mean, 20-year-olds probably want someone who has their shit together too, but I guess I they'll make the allowance of, all right, well, you know, I don't have my shit together. I'm only 20. How can I expect someone else to have their shit together? But... You know, women who are 37, they want, I think they're at the point where I don't, I want a guy who has their shit together. My shit is not together. There's a lot of disparity in my shit at this point. There's a lot, there, there are large distances going on. I'm sleeping on a tatami mattress right now. And I'm okay with sleeping on a tatami mattress. I don't know which is worse. So actually, the only age range where I would even feel comfortable dating at this point would be women who are older than me. Because women who are older than me, I'm assuming, are at the point where they don't give a shit anymore. They don't give a shit if my shit is not together. They have no concern about the location, quantity, quality of my shit because they don't give it anymore. If they're attracted to me, they're attracted to me. They will take me as I am. Because age has taught them to accept people for who they are and what they are. So they are enlightened. So I should only be dating older women. But then I gotta communicate that to my body. But my body's like, but what about the 20 year olds? And my brain is like, why are you, why are you being so shallow? Don't you want someone to converse with? Don't you want someone who has similar experiences? So now I'm dealing with the parking situation, uh, which is horrendous because it's Avengers. Avengers is opening. And now because Avengers is opening, I will not be able to find a parking space. That's what's happening now. Because Avengers is opening parking space that I find will not be as good as it usually is. I I did, I I am able to find a parking space, just to be fair. So it's not as bad as it could have been, but it's still not the ideal because of Avengers Endgame. Which is getting good reviews. Will I see it in the theater? I don't know. I don't like crowds. And I didn't see Captain Marvel yet, so now I'm behind a movie. Same thing happened with Avengers Infinity War. I didn't see the second Guardians of the Galaxy. It didn't really affect it. Things were fine, but it's still a concern I have. I don't know what to make of it. So that's where I'm at. Long story short. I don't even know if this is worth posting, but I'm going to post it anyway.